Hello. Before we start today's episode, if you would like a condensed version of what I'm talking about in this podcast, go ahead and subscribe to The Perfectionist Guide. You can read the entire thing in three minutes or less. To access this, go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com slash newsletter. Are you a bit of a perfectionist, type A, hyper performer? Then you know that having the audacity to see an ideal and bring it into reality while breaking generational habits of hustle can be tough, but it doesn't have to be. If you are ready to burn bright instead of burning out, to lead without losing yourself, and to enjoy the life you have worked so hard to create, then keep listening. I'm your host, America's leader on rewiring perfectionism, CLG, and this is Perfectionism Rewired, the podcast. Welcome to Perfectionism Rewired. This is episode one. Today, we are talking about being an expert. B-E-E. I want that big expert energy. There is so much confusion around what an expert really is. And I am going to tell you that. And we're also going to get into how you can start being seen as an expert. But I'm not an expert. That is something that I thought and said for uh, up until probably six months ago, if we're really going into the truth booth. I'm a lifelong learner, and I thought that calling myself an expert meant that I was stunting my growth. I thought, how could I possibly know everything there is to know about PR or visibility or influencers or some subject that someone was calling me an expert in? But guess what? That's because I thought that being an expert meant being an encyclopedia. And every smart person that I meet, I feel like they have this definition too, because they're not calling themselves an expert. Hashtag truth booth. The first podcast that I appeared on, which was Shep Rose's podcast, they referred to me as a P, as a public relations expert. And my gut instinct was to ask them to correct it because I was like, oh my God, I had all of this shame and all of this like mind drama around what is everyone that I think that, you know, that I work like worked with in corporate what is my mentors gonna think like here i am going around you know calling myself the pr expert but then i challenged myself and really every belief that i had about myself around i'm not an expert and what did that is the question who decides because seriously who decides and what i got to is that it turns out that an expert means having expertise and everyone has expertises. The secret, are you ready for the secret? The secret is reframing in your mind what it means to be an expert. And I'm not talking about, you know, doing some sound baths and, you know, waving some Palo Santo, like that's all great. I like to do that too. But not when it comes down to this. And so I'm going over what works. This is practical. This is tactical. This is what I do with my clients. And most importantly, this is what I did with myself to take me on the journey of who the fuck does she think she is 
and this is like me talking to me to, yeah, I'm a goddamn expert, of course. And I mean that in the most least braggadocious way. And I want you to get there too. So an expert is expertise. And here are some reasons and ways that you can start getting that expertise and to start thinking and positioning yourself as an expert today. Okay. Experts believe whatever it is that they do. They believe in it. And it doesn't mean that you have to know it by looking on paper. Like you don't need a certificate. You get to decide that you are an expert. And part of that decision means that you are going to bring certainty into any situation and have that confidence. Like, yeah, I got it. And I'm talking about grounded confidence here. This doesn't mean I'm just going to change my title to an expert. I'm going to put, you know, I'm an expert on everything. Like I'm an expert. I'm an expert. You actually have to be doing things in order to make that happen. And so also an expert has nothing to prove. People that are like wearing their sheriff expert badges. Oh, usually they're not. They're not. If if that's, but I know that, I know that that isn't you and telling you 99% of the experts that I meet do not call themselves selves experts. They show up and they get results because they show up. And then they talk about the results that they get, thus reinforcing the belief around being an expert. So experts, you're going to get results and you're going to show up like a pro. Now, if you really want to show up as the expert, what do you need to think about yourself and the value that you bring in order to position yourself as an expert? That's the question that I asked myself and I recommend to all of my clients they do in order to start, you know, believing that and really think about like your your field of genius and what that can look like. Um, If you're like, okay, I don't care about the thoughts. I'll do that later. What is it? Like the way you become an expert is by doing In order to become the noun, you need to be doing the verb, okay? Choosing what to do has a lot more power than studying what to do. And I can say this as someone who has a formal education and loves education and loves learning, but all the education in the world doesn't mean jack. If you're not out there actually doing it, like I've interviewed candidates who have no joke, three master's degrees, a PhD and all of this stuff around like public relations, communications, marketing, but they've never actually done like a lot. Like, yes, they have case studies and all of these things, but and and I'm not knocking education at all, but there's education and there's practical real world experience. And the theory is that you get that education so you can go out and you be better in the real world. But if you don't have that formalized education, but you do have an expertise and experience, you are still an expert because no one can take that experience away from you. Like I I just see so many people that are hold so tightly onto this certification and that certification. You know, I won the third grade spelling bee and it's like, that's all good and fine, but that isn't necessarily what is going to breed confidence in 
hiring an expert in some way. Like you want to know that they can do the job, that they can bring results and their confidence, that grounded confidence that they have in themselves that you feel at ease too. Like imagine if you went to the doctor and your doctor was like, you know, I could prescribe you this and there's this new medical journal. Hold on. Let me check on my phone. Like, let me, right? You'd be like, what the fuck, doc? <laughs> I love all my doctors, by the way. They're not like that. Um, but you would. You'd sort of be like, hey, I thought you were a doctor, right? I thought you were a professional. I thought you were an expert. And I see so many professionals that will, um, it's not even like they're doubting themselves. It's just that they are... They're not instilling that certainty that they have. And I've been there. I get it. And you again, you just decide. You're like, I'm an expert and this is what I'm deciding on this day. And tomorrow that might change, but it's okay. Um, also, uh, this is such an important point for everyone. Being an expert doesn't mean that you succeed in everything. Hey, all of my perfectionists and my recovering perfectionists and my people who don't like to call themselves a perfectionist because calling yourself a perfectionist means that you're not perfect, okay? Experts fail a lot. When I was at Awesomeness, we had this flag that was hung over on the second story that was really a mantra that said, disrupt or die. And that meant that you would fail at things because when you're failing, quote unquote, aka learning, it means that you're doing something for the first time and that no one's done before. And experts... They're doing things a lot of the time for the first time in that way. And so they fail. But the way to think about the failures as an expert is that when you work with clients or if you're in corporate, nothing surprises you. Like for me and all of my clients, I literally tell them, I've been around the block a million times. There is nothing that you can tell me that would shock me because I've already experienced it before. And that is because all of those quote unquote failures that are in my past, right? Like look at any great inventor, any great leader, really. It wasn't just like, oh, I did this thing this one time and it turned out perfectly. No, no. Like I'm a huge Dyson vacuum fan. Look at how many vacuum prototypes there were. I mean, look at Starbucks and how many pitch meetings they went into before they were finally given funding to really go for it. All of this comes down to my favorite value, which is integrity. And when you're positioning yourself as an expert, have integrity with that, meaning look at your expertise, look at what you're doing and think, yeah, I, I am this. And to start owning that. The thinking that you choose about yourself is really what is going to create that expert energy. I know that it sounds woo, but I'm telling you, this shit works. And then the actions that you are taking from thinking like, yeah, I got this. I'm confident. I know this and stuff like that. That is going to give you the experience that is going to continue continue to shape you as an expert. So we're going to start with your mindset. Then you are going to have a feeling that is going to drive that into action. And then that action that you are taking, whether it is uh, posting a blog, 
like it, it really could be anything. It could be speaking up to your boss about something. It could be suggesting an idea in a meeting. It could be going to someone that you um, admire or look up to and being like, hey, have you ever thought about this? Or just even getting into a conversation with them, right? Like game recognize game, okay? You are taking an action that is giving you the experience of being an expert in your field. Some questions that I like to ask myself and that I recommend to my clients to do is to say, how would I show up everywhere if I believed that I was an expert? If I believed and I knew with absolute certainty, a thousand percent, that my ideal clients could get results or that I knew a thousand percent everything that is in that job description or that, you know, whatever opportunity is laid out in front, I can do. How would I work with them? What, what would I do? How would I create spaces for them to want to work with me? Um, a great example of that is organizations that you can join. I know that when this is going live, we are still in the middle of a global pandemic, but there are still so many ways that you can start showing up. And when I say create space, I mean, like, no one can come to your party if they don't know your address and what time to show up and like where you live. And I, I, I'm big on metaphors. And I just see so many people that are like working on the menu or like, oh my God, I got to get, you know, these vegan hummus chips and dip perfect on my cheese board and all of that stuff. But it's like, none of that really matters if you're not creating opportunities for people to see you as the expert that you are. And you can do that on your own. You don't, you don't need to wait. Like if anyone is waiting for someone to give them a certificate of authenticity of being an expert or the medal, I hereby declare it to all of you who are listening. You are an expert. There, you just decided you are. Now you get to decide in what area and in what expertise and how you're going to do that. But if you've been waiting for permission, here you go. Now, two things that you need to think about yourself in order to, dare I say, self-promote. I don't know why people are so weird around that. Um, one, you need to be confident in being totally vulnerable. And I'm not saying that you need to go walk around naked everywhere outside. I feel like that's what people think about being vulnerable. There's still, even though I love my girl Brene, there's still a lot of shame around that. And it's like, I, I don't want to be vulnerable. And as someone who has personally spent 15 years just working on my mindset and vulnerability and being okay with that. Like vulnerability is where confidence comes from and courage and bravery. And so being vulnerable just means that you are able to own everything in your life and be okay with it. And when I say own everything and being okay with it, what I mean is that you can still be wanting to actively change and improve your life, but you are comfortable being yourself and you are already seeing yourself as an expert. Now, where I see people slide out of confidence 
and into exhaustion and self-pity and overwhelm and insecurities and worrying and all of those unexpert energies is when they are like, oh my God, but I'm not, I'm not self-promoting all the time. I'm not doing this stuff, you know, all the time. Like, how are people going to know that I'm an expert? Okay. Stop that right now. Like, stop that noise. Like, what's the most important thing to do as an expert is every single day to show up with energy and vitality and motivation and excitement and determination. Because true experts are out there doing the damn thing. And what I want to see is I want to see more of the people that are out there, like y'all who are listening to this podcast that are out there doing the damn thing and you're experts, but you're not calling yourselves experts. And I just don't understand why, because you have so much expertise. It, like in the, in one finger, right? Compared to these other people that are beating their chests out there saying, I'm an expert, I'm an expert in this, right? Like the only reason why is because they're out there doing that. I want to see more of the true experts rise to the top. Perception is reality. And I believe and I know from all of my expertise that when you change your perception of yourself, the world around you changes because how you perceive yourself is how other people perceive you. It goes back to that quote, like you teach people how to treat you. And I've found in, you know, making people's profiles prolific and even in my own positioning as an expert that it matters how you look at yourself. And not just looking in the mirror and like saying affirmations. That's great. That's great. But I know with so many intellectuals, you can think something and you could know it practically. But if you don't feel that energy, if you don't believe it, if you're not like big expert energy right here, then there's going to be some issues. Okay. So a great way to clear those up is to look at your positioning and look at your messaging. And I'm not talking about your cutesy tagline or you know, your bio of your industry-leading experience and all of those awards and stuff like that. But really just like take 10 minutes, take seven minutes because everybody's got seven minutes as far as I'm concerned, okay? We all got seven minutes. And just look at, think about like what you've done or like what are areas that you are a little bit more advanced in than, than other people. And start to sort of see about how you have like really unique experience. I will give you an example of that. That is something that might not seem or didn't seem at the time that it was a winning skill, but now it is, makes me um, prolific at what it is that I do. So at one point in my career, I was so unhappy and I was determined to find another job. I was I was already salaried, you know, in a job on paper it looked really great, but there I was miserable for a lot a lot of reasons. And I had recruiters reaching out to me from Google and Twitter and Pixar and all of these really really sexy companies. 
And I would, you know, interview with them and I would get down to like the final, final thing. And it would be between me and, you know, one other person. And I was second runner up and I wouldn't get it. And after a while of that happening, I, it was one of those things where I'm like, look, I don't want to be the Susan Lucci of jobs. Like it's a pleasure to be nominated. Um, You know, and I, I just, I felt like I just kept striking out and stuff. And I remember at the time, Father Gavin had told me, oh, Courtney Love, you could write a book that says, I, I've been on a hundred, you know, I've been on a hundred job interviews. And in my mind, I thought, and I didn't get one. Like, thanks, Dad. Not very helpful right now. But now, as I am working with clients and helping them elevate their expertise and their company and their brand, half of them being in corporate, the other half being, you know, running their own companies and things like that. I realized like how all of those interviews taught me so much about the process in terms of how you influence audiences and what the difference is. And looking back at all of them, it wasn't like, oh, you know, that wasn't my place to be in the universe or anything like that. What happened was, is that deep down, I didn't necessarily believe that I was really worthy of that job. And I did the fake it till I make it confidence. And, you know, I was really good, like I'm an excellent writer, great on paper, all of those things, you know, nail the phone interviews. Kids, this was back before Sue. Um, and all, you know, all of that jazz. But then when it came to be like in person with these presentations and, you know, I had some that were like panel interviews of like 10 on one and just like very, very intimidating, you know, high stakes situations where it's like, sure, anyone could be nervous, but it wasn't the nervous energy that was coming out. I wasn't owning my expert energy. And because it, it's one of those situations where you, you know, you can look at people on paper and think this happens to me. Um, or should I say it happened to me when I was in-house with clients all the time. Anyone who works in PR or marketing that's listening to this, please DM me, screenshot, tell me that this has happened to you. You have a client or an executive in-house that comes to you, sees an interview, a piece of coverage, an award, something that someone else has gotten, and they're like, how come that's not us? We have XYZ. And like on paper, right? the reality is, yeah, this person might be more qualified. You made more money. You did whatever. But the perception to the outside world isn't the case. Or you would be getting that award. Or, you know, the the editor of the New York Times would be asking you on the cover, whatever that is. Like the perception isn't the... So this week, I encourage you to start making your perception of being an expert into your reality. Start showing up like a pro. Start doing the actions. If you are telling yourself right now, oh, I just need to finish this course and then I'll be an expert. No, you're an expert now. Remember, I declared you it. I did. We are all experts. We all have expertise and we all have so many wonderful gifts to give the world. Are you tired of being in a robotic relationship with success with zero meaning or joy during the process where your victories feel anticlimactic? If you're nodding your head, yes, listen closely because I might have the solution you've been searching for. My perfectionism rewired accelerator, a six week, highly 
individualized one-on-one coaching experience designed exclusively for perfectionists like you. Your perfectionism is actually your greatest asset and leveraging it can be hard work or take years of guesswork. That's why in Perfectionism Rewired Accelerator, I give you my key frameworks to taking charge of your Ferrari drive, proven to work even for the most type A, high-strung, stubborn perfectionists. In the first 30 days, you will cut your burnout in half, increase your professional fulfillment by at least 150%, and your self-compassion will go up at least 250%, and that is just your first 30 days. So if you want to save yourself years of trial and error, go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com slash accelerator today. Or if you want to take the easy way, just click the link in the show notes to check out the Perfectionism Rewired Accelerator.